Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, what's up? Alternative Facts Podcast, we're back. I'm Chris Payne. As always, I'm your host. So we're getting towards the holiday season. Thanksgiving's almost here. Christmas will be here. Hanukkah, all that before we know it. We're drawing to a close with the year. Uh, Big things to close out the year from the Alternative Facts podcast. A lot of interviews I'm very excited to put out into the world. And today, this is one of them. Front Bottoms. They came by the Billboard office in New York for a Facebook Live performance a couple weeks back. Brian, their frontman, was generous enough with his time to do an interview afterwards. We talked for about a half hour about all sorts of stuff, and as I suspected, we had a lot in common. We both grew up fairly close to each other in New Jersey. He was a little bit north of me, but we're both about the same age. We talked about a lot of venues, record stores, even people that we were both familiar with. Uh, One dude I want to shout out, especially in this intro, Mark Jaworski, college roommate of mine. He's worked on a bunch of the Front Bottoms videos dating back towards the beginning of the band's life, and he still works with them on all sorts of creative projects. So this came up even before we started recording. Brian and I chatted about Mark a bunch, and he comes up later in the podcast. So I wanted to highlight him and give, preface that for you listeners. That's coming up in the episode. We're, we're both nerding out about a bunch of these similar experiences that we've had and uh i think a theme that threads through all this discussion about the front bottoms with brian is that connections that you make with people even very loose connections can lead to big things for you if you just stick with them keep up with them let them grow if you're a good judge of people that's important at the very end of the episode brian just says you are who you hang out with and that really stuck with me so that, I think, is a good theme to think about as you listen to this episode. And it's not all super serious. We talk about what it's like, what it was like when he went to a party at Mark Hoppus' house not too long ago. Uh, he talks about whether or not Front and Bottoms are going to do another issue in the Grandma series. If you're a big fan of the band, you know what I'm talking about there. And, uh, yeah, a new album, Going Gray, came out recently. It's out now on Fueled by Ramen. You'll hear a bunch from it in this episode. Leading us into the interview, here's a new track called Vacation Town.
Brian from Front Bottoms, Here Alternative Facts. Yes, thank you for having me. Finally, I feel like we are going to uh, go into some deep Jersey shit, so maybe we should just like get it all out of our systems first. <laughs> that sounds good, yeah. We can talk about Jersey, talk about pork roll or whatever else. So it's your release week, and yeah, yeah. you got some Jersey shit going on for release week. Oh, yeah. Vintage vinyl. Vintage vinyl, one of my old haunting grounds. Don't make it back as much as I used to because I live in the city now. But okay, yeah. Yeah. That's been a tradition. Every time we release an album, they let us come and play there. It's a lot of fun. They're always very good to us. So, uh, it's nice. You it's must, nice. Yeah, you must go back a while. Did you like go to the signing performance album release shows there back like, when you were a kid? I didn't as much, but my girlfriend like always has all these stories of how she went to go see like Taking Back Sunday and like all Newfound Glory and all those guys there. So it's always nice. I feel like I'm part of the club now you know and yeah. it's also like everybody there is such a good vibe and you know they treat us good so it's just nice to have a tradition that like when the album comes out we're gonna be at vintage vinyl hanging out you know totally how long have you been doing those for your releases probably like the past four releases we did there so it would have been like the self-titled one and then um talent of the hawk and then back on top and then now this one so pretty cool what do you think is the craziest thing that ever happens to you guys at, a, like, a signing or a release show? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, you know, like, I don't know if it's crazy, but people will show us, like, that's really the an opportunity to, like, talk to people sure. and see, like, oh, okay, these people are awesome, you know? And lots of times people will show us tattoos that they have, like, of my face or, like, of lyrics, and it's just a pretty, you know, it's... It's an honor, but it is, like, shocking <laughs> to see somebody with my face, like, tattooed on their body. I like it, but it is shocking. It's like Tumblr coming to life. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, from the screen to the... From, I don't know. <laughs> from, from the screen to really... Right, to reality? Is that yeah. from the screen to real life? Who knows? But yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, like I'm thinking like a lot of meeting people in real life for the first time, maybe some just really random requests from fans. Well, you know, I stopped doing it. I don't really do it anymore, but people used to always say like, oh, can you write this lyric out that I like and like sign this piece of paper? I'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd write it. I have terrible spelling, so it'd all be misspelled and stuff. And then they would like go and get that tattooed. So now when anybody says like, can you write this lyric out? I usually say, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that, you know? <laughs> Got to set your boundaries. Yeah, exactly, you know? I, and I have, like, such, like, terrible handwriting that it's, like, almost embarrassing. So you're going to come through Vintage Vinyl, play some songs, then wrap up and meet some fans. Yes, sir, that's the plan. You know, do sign the album, because that'll be probably the first time that I get to see the album. Actually, I guess we'll, I'll see it today, but mm -hmm. lots of times in the past, like, going to Vintage Vinyl was, like, me and Matt's way of like actually seeing the album and having an opportunity to touch the physical thing. Yeah, for those listening, just one one of the top independent record stores in America. It's been hanging in there, going strong for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Smack dab in the suburbs of Jersey, in between Woodbridge Mall and Menlo Mall. Oh yeah, <laughs> the malls. For those, I mean, like for those listening, and just the way I describe this part of New Jersey to people who have never experienced it, I just tell them. Just picture the most suburban yeah, setting a, that you can. It's a spot for sure. It's a, like a movie or something. So the town you're from, is it more like mountainous or is it? Um, no, it's like kind of right. It's the suburbs, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you go like a couple towns over, there's like, uh, I went to Ramapo College. Okay. Um, so 
that was like kind of like you know not the mountains obviously but you got like the uh more woods out there you know where i grew up was kind of just houses and malls sure yeah what were some of the early venues that like that you went to and like some of the early venues that front bottoms played shows at uh well the first venue we played was this place called main stage it's not there anymore it didn't last very long but it was uh just like a crappy venue that we when we first got me and matt we were like okay we got some songs now let's try to play live we just like sent all these emails out and uh the guy who owns the kid really who owns this venue was just like you could play these three shows and we were like what the hell three shows is amazing (laughs) so we like went there and it was like kind of in like that ramapo area like in them you know out in like the mountains a little it was in uh pompton lakes actually was the name of the town okay um it was uh nobody there obviously you know nobody so we like played the show but one of the most amazing things that ever happened to us was the sound guy at the time. His name was Casey. He was the only one watching us because he had to. He was the sound guy. And like after the show, he's like, I think you guys were really, really good. And like that was really all we kind of needed to like mm. continue doing it, you know, and to come back and play more shows. And he ended up recording our, um, our self-titled album, like the first group of songs that we released that people listen to mm-hmm. uh he he did that so it's pretty incredible but like years later yeah you know that we had just kept in touch with this sound guy at this venue because he was like an awesome guy and we would hang out with him a lot and he had this little like warehouse space and that's just kind of how it happened yeah that's so crazy how just so many times a little connection like that like we were talking about mark jaworski yes sir the show, who I, I was went, just gonna say yeah, yeah. he like from high school uh you know graduated high school and then maybe like a couple months after i was like dude i got this band like i know that you have a nice camera can you take uh press photos for us and like i was saying nine years later at this point like we met up with them two weeks ago to take some press photos and we're always doing like creative things together but really it was just like it isn't pretty incredible like the uh connections you make and stick with you know totally and I, I feel like there's a good amount to just recap for those listening because this was a conversation that happened right before we started recording but shout out <laughs> I thought to, we were recording we were recording but that was that, that was that was like <laughs> no, check, check the mics chat <laughs> but shout out to mark jaworski yes went to college with me and yeah did, right, some, yeah did a bunch of music videos over a long period of time and still working with front bottoms yeah crazy yeah small world so but like you were saying, it's that Jersey connection, you know, yeah. there's no getting away from it. You know, it's, it's, I always like think that it, it was kind of frustrating, like growing up, like to quote Jack Antonoff in the shadow of the city, like growing up, growing oh, up yeah. in that setting, Yeah, you know, it's, it's frustrating. And like, there's just like a lot of stuff that, yeah, it's not cool, but it is just awesome. Just being so close and being so connected. I agree. And in those ways, just so much better than just about any other suburban setting in America. I think so. You know, it gets a lot of hate, but you got, I mean, where I grew up and where you grew up, it's like, what, 20 minutes to the city. Then you got the beach like an hour away. Then you got woods 20 minutes in the other direction. Then you can go down to Philly, you know, go up to Boston. It's like a lot of stuff real close. And I mean, Jack Antonoff, we were uh, able to play Shadow of the City, but it was like, I think it was the first year. Yeah, that was the was first that the one. first year? Yeah. yeah. So and so, I met him that day. Turns out he grew up like three blocks. Oh yeah. From okay. Me. And it was like, oh wow, like you know, we were talking about like 
little stores and stuff. I was like, oh, wait, where did you live? Where did you grow up? I didn't know him. He was like a little mm. bit older than me, but it was just like, wow, that's incredible, you know? Yeah, Steel Train. Back Steel in the day. Train, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Hitmaker, that guy. Taylor Swift now, right? Yeah, that dude. Isn't just, that insane? Yeah, just like the career trajectory. Yeah. He's a hustler. That's pretty awesome. It's yeah, good for him. He really, I mean, he's yeah. got the skills. He's mm-hmm. got the skills to pay the bills, I think. This podcast is quickly turning into like a paid for by the travel <laughs> board of the state of New Jersey. <laughs> I wish. But um yeah, let, let's let's like step back a little bit finally and like I'm thinking like we're talking a lot about the early days and now, you know, with being on Fuel by and you guys just toured with like Blink-182 for a few yeah. shows. Like what is it like, you know, being much bigger and having a lot of new opportunities open to new things, but still like trying to hold on to, you know, like connections and people that made things special early on. Yeah, totally. And like, it's not that hard, honestly, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people from like labels that have tried to like sign us in the past that we didn't sign to them, but we still, every time we roll through the city, get lunch with them, you know, because it's just a matter of like sending a text and being like, Hey, what's up? Like we're around, you know, some of those lunches. (laughs) Can you buy us lunch? You know, but, uh, yeah, it's basically just try to keep it real. And, you know, I think me and Matt ever since the very beginning, we just like wanted to be creative and like, that's how we called Mark Jaworski and we're like, you know, can you bring your camera down here? Like we found a cornfield that looks cool, you know, take our picture. So it's basically just like any, any opportunity we would just be like, yeah, we'll try to do that, you know? So, and that's kind of like why I feel like we've taken like, I mean, for me personally, like fueled by ramen, that was like a huge step before that we were signed to barn on records, which was like, that was as big as it got like for us really. And it was like incredible roster of bands and an awesome company of people to work with. So, um, and like that whole situation happened because I went to college with a girl named Emmy. We graduated the same year. I went on tour. She went to work at bar none. We met up like a year later and she signed us to bar none. So that was just like another example of like keeping in touch with people that are cool and doing creative things and, always being willing, like, you know, stay positive and just like, you know, what are you doing? Like, we'll get involved with that. And that's really what it's all about. You know, it's just like, keep it fresh, keep it freaky. Yeah. There must be some challenges though, even if it's like wanting to talk to every fan after a show or wanting to, well, that I don't want to message. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, you know, of course there's like some, now it's like the shows are bigger, substantially bigger. And so like, you know, I don't. I can't be friends with everybody, but back in the day when we played to fifteen people, I definitely was friends with like those fifteen people in the audience, without a doubt. You know, and I think that's kind of like how our band has like stayed kind of like cool. You know, it's because like when we roll through Chicago or Denver or wherever, like there's people that we have to get in touch with that we put on the guest list and that still come out to the shows. Mm -hmm. Like even we played in basements in New Jersey all those years. And then when I remember when we played Maxwell's, it was like all these kids that came to see us play in these basements, they came to Maxwell's and they paid the $15 to get in. And it was probably like five bucks at that point. But you know, it's just, I think because we just kept it real and keep it genuine it's not really like an act or anything like that not yet anyway so i think that's kind of how it how it is and with like you know people at the shows it is awesome it's like an honor 
to have people be like want to take a picture you know want you to sign something sometimes it's a little flustering so i gotta like mm. run like hell but um <laughs> you know it's just it's all it's all a positive thing i think is like the bottom line as long as it stays positive and you know that's what it's all about i think yeah and then I guess there's always going to be some faction of the fan base that gets annoyed when you sign to a label, then gets annoyed when you sign to a bigger label. Yeah, of course. When you do production that has a little bit more money in it, that's just like not super DIY bare bones production. For sure, you know, like part of the art, like we look at the front bottoms. I mean, Matt have always looked at the front bottoms like as an artistic experience and like we're trying to make an art project and it's a very living thing. So on all those early, early songs, we would just record the songs in like whosoever basement and then we put them out that night. You know, there was no mixing. There was no bass in a lot of the songs. There was it didn't matter because that wasn't the point. Like the point was to like be with our friends and then put the music on the internet for all of our other friends to hear. And so that was then. Mm -hmm. And then when we signed to Bar None, they were like, you know, if you want, you could go and record in a studio. And we were like, okay, let's do that. You know? And like, and then step it up. And then, you know, this past one, I wish I could say like that. I know what the album is going to sound like when we start recording, but I have no idea. You know, it's just like, how the album comes out at the end, that's how it came out at the end. So um, it's, it's kind of how I try to keep it. You know, I'm trying to make a catalog of music, you know, that's I can look back on and be proud of and be like, wow, that was a freaky album or that was not a freaky album or, you know, whatever the situation. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it feels good. I think that's the way that it stays fresh too. Yeah. Because I don't even know if I could make a song that sounded like the way the early songs did. I don't even know if I can make a song that sounds like the way on the last album it sounded. It's just like in the moment of recording, that's how it happened. That's how the songs came together. So that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that is, you know. There'll always be more songs, always writing and recording, so... Yeah, it's like it's unique to that place and time. Exactly. People are going to want like, oh, the sound from such and such, and such album. Yeah. Or like, you know, people are going to want this band to sound like this era. Absolutely. And it's cool because you can always go back to that and you could always listen to it. Um, but like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like the people that were in the room when we were recording some of those songs, like I don't even know who some of those people were like there's a lot of the early songs uh the bass right when people started saying like you got to put bass on your songs there's got to be that bass in there we were like well i don't think we do have to do that but it was like okay who do we know that knows how to play bass well we played this show with this kid who played bass last week let's call him up and he came into the studio never heard the songs before played the bass and then left i haven't talked to him since then so there's no way of recreating that mm. that because it's just never going to be those people in that room again like that recording those songs. But that's okay because, you know, the next album we record, it's going to be a whole group of different people that, and it's going to be fun and, you know, it's going to be that moment is where those songs are going to come from. And, like, that's the important thing, especially for us because it is an art project and it's all very personal, so works out take me inside the studio for going gray what was the environment like there right we get uh, an opportunity 
to record in a bunch of different cities. Um, so basically the way it would go is I would write a song, a skeleton of a song, and then um, get together with the boys and we would make the song kind of the way that we do. And then uh, we recorded some stuff in L.A. We recorded some stuff in Austin. I had the opportunity to go to like upstate New York. Um, this is all for like three days at a time. You know, so it was kind of like a hit and run sort of deal, which I loved. The last album we recorded back on top, we went out for like, I think it was like five weeks almost. It was just like every day working on these songs. And I think they came out fantastic. But moving forward with this last album, I was like, let's try to mix it up, you know, do it a little different. So we did it in like spurts of three days. We got to record some stuff um, in... Uh, in the UK at our friend's studio when we were on tour with Blink-182. So it was like, that was felt like a rock star, you know? Like, uh, going and playing these shows, like in these arenas, opening up for like Blink-182. Yeah, like, tell me about that. I was going to ask you about incredible, that. It was incredible, dude. Give me the details. Like, tell me what it was like playing those shows, being in that, in those venues, maybe meeting those people. Yeah, it it was incredible, and like we've had the opportunity to go over the UK a bunch, go to Europe and stuff, but um, never play arenas, obviously, you know. And this was like the show in London was at the O2 Arena, so eighteen thousand people, like two nights in a row. I took my little brother on this tour to just like hang out and party, so that was awesome. Um, How old is he? He's uh, twenty one. All right, yeah, I have yeah. a twenty one year old brother too. Yeah, yeah. So it was like right. you know that felt cool too. It was like oh sweet, like you know take him along, you know mm -hmm. he'll carry some boxes around. Um, you know, we put the couch on stage when we play live. That's kind of the vibe. We try to keep it like a living room style. So with this Blink tour, we were like, okay, like, will we still be able to have the couch? What's the deal? What's Mark going to think of the couch? Right, exactly. <laughs> it was like, you know, is this going to be a good vibe? Are people going to understand this? And uh, like the second night of the tour, Mark came out and sat and on just the couch. popped himself down i can see that it was incredible it was like you know i'm a huge blink fan for years and years and years and years you know and so to have somebody like mark be like oh this is cool i'm gonna come out and sit on this couch it was an awesome experience and the shows were huge and there was a lot of love over there you know like they were very it was us frank turner and blink and i think it worked out for us playing first because like you know you go to an arena tour a show and you're like i want to see blink you know so we got out there and we only had a half an hour so we would just rock as hard as we could and then just get off and party so it was yeah awesome this is a crazy experience definitely one i thought i'd never have and i got to do it last summer so did you get to hang with them a little bit those guys were super super nice but also super busy mm. and also they're like a little older you know so they got their families on tour and like I'm trying to party and have a good time, you know, and they're just like, uh, they were super kind though. And they would always say we did a great job and they would, you know, very supportive. And they were like, Oh yeah, you know, we watched the videos and stuff. And Mark actually invited us to like one of his or like to his house, I guess, and had like a big barbecue for like everybody. So we went there. So that was an incredible experience, you know, to like go and hang out, open bar, all the food you could eat. And, uh, yeah, that was amazing. You know, the crew we roll with over there is like all these punk rock kids and they were, it was surreal like to be walking down like Mark Hoppus's driveway to like go and have a barbecue with them, you know. And on the PA at the barbecue, 
Um, <laughs> not only was there Blink-182 songs playing, which He's was a little Blink bit weird. Is... Well, it was like, you know... You know They're self-aware. Dude, I, I like that. 44, Angels and Airwaves. Boxcar Racer. Boxcar Racer was on there. Blink-182. Aquabats then... for Travis. I, I don't remember if there was any Aquabats. There should have been, but... I mean, like, Pool Party would have been, like, literally the perfect, perfect yeah, for exactly. That. There was also front bottoms playing now. Dope. So they threw some front bottoms on the mix, you know, which is just like, it's an aw- it's awesome that they would, you know, they didn't have to do that. It was probably a playlist, you know, but still it was a pretty surreal experience to like be hanging out with my little brother at like Mark's house, listening to like my voice come through the PA for like all the fancy people to listen to. It was awesome. Yeah. Were there any like memorable conversations, any like fun stories from that? I mean, there was there met. was one there's one story that like <laughs> happened that day at that party that was just like it was somebody got very hurt like at the at the end of the party and it wasn't like a uh, actually I guess it was kind of like a huge deal but it was I don't want to blow up anyone's spot or anything like that but so it was uh <laughs> there was just this one it was like I think it was uh I don't want I don't know. We can cut this out if it ends up being like, you know, whatever, right? Okay, so it was like, there was an open bar, so everybody was drinking real heavy. And then this, just like a couple guys just took it too far. And then one guy fell and got real hurt. And it was like a very serious thing. Uh, So it went from being like super fun and awesome to like realizing like, Oh my gosh! Like this, you know, this is actually when serious. the vibe is just right. interrupted. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like it was you, oh, like, oh, I have to like. Gosh. Oh, it's like I'm a few drinks in, but I have to like <laughs> right, get yeah. serious. Right, exactly. So that was that happened, and it was just added to like, what the hell is going on right now? You know, like I'm like this experience is still what it is, and then like add this whole level of like crazy excitement was. So that was the whole thing was pretty surreal. But then first date came on the PA and everyone got back to party. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> what did you think about seeing like the new lineup with Matt live? I love Alkaline Trio and I love Matt Skiba and oh, Heavens yeah. and all those other stuff like Heavens that he's done. Good. Yeah, like I, yeah. I love Deep Cut everything he's done. So that was just like a surreal trip too. I got to hang out with him a little bit, um, but like again, you know those guys are busy; they're running all over the place. So. Sure, and you know you try to give them give them a little space. You don't want to cramp their style because they're like legit rock stars. You know they're playing to eighteen thousand people a night, and this is a band. This is what I kept saying. This is a band that like was one of the biggest bands in the world like twenty years ago. Then they broke up. Then they got back together, and now they have a different singer. And there's still 15,000 people coming to see them play wherever they play. California did so well. It was a number one album for us. Exactly. Blew away people's expectations sales-wise. Absolutely. Like, to have a number one album like that, it it was incredible. And at the shows, so I'm rocking out to these old school songs, like, you know, all those first date, you know, all the small things. But when they would play these new songs... It, was, it seemed like the people in the audience were most excited for the new stuff that they were playing. So it was crazy. Uh, yeah, more power to them. I thought totally. it was great. And it was great that they showed us love like that and gave us the opportunity. So it was great. Word. Yeah, let's drop in some music for the people. Cool. 
Um, I really love the chorus of Peace Sign. Let's drop in some Peace Sign. Hell yeah. She started talking backwards, but nothing good it brings her. So next time that she sees him, it'll be Peace Sign, middle finger. Peace Sign, middle finger. Peace Sign, middle finger. The next time that she sees him, it'll be Peace Sign, middle finger. Yo, another thing I want to chat about, I want to uh-huh. chat about Tumblr. Okay. So late last year, Billboard.com premiered Tumblr's year-end charts. Yes. Which is like tabulated from the artists, bands that have been like tagged and reblogged the most. Yeah. And there was a top 20 bands and you guys cracked it. I know. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I know. I, I, I wish I could say that like I knew more about that like scene i guess but it's same just, yeah <laughs> it was like it was shocking i remember people telling me like oh yeah you're like you know top 20 that seems pretty good so it was a very exciting thing yeah i mean i have the list right here I, yeah let's see who Cold, coldplay was number was number 20 what you guys beat coldplay okay let's see let's see wow okay you were in some pretty good company over here five seconds of summer is number one wow Cool. The kids love Five Sides. They didn't even put out an album last year. Oh my gosh! See, you should be talking to them right now. Fifth Harmony, Nineteen Seventy Fall Out Boy, a little bit. Yeah, cool. You know, it, it is. It's cool. It seems like anything that I've seen that has been attached to the front bottoms on Tumblr has been like very creative and very awesome. And like, I'm not responsible for it, you know. So, so like, somebody to have the uh, passion and love enough to be like, I'm gonna make like a drawing or a lyric thing it's it's awesome it's an incredible uh an incredible feeling but yeah that's crazy the front bottoms there we are number 18 yeah that's what i was saying with the the meet and greets because that must be like the irl version of right of like all the tattoos because that's like yes. so much of what's being tagged absolutely being put on a big thing is taking really emotional lyrics and making your own graphic and putting the lyrics okay onto the graphic that makes sense. you know and then you, yeah. then you tag the band and this is all tabulated yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense, you know. It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah, pretty shout crazy. Shout out to Tumblr, shout out to Amanda Brennan, friend yeah, of the podcast, for making that happen. Yeah, baby. You guys maybe go up a few spots there because you'll have like a fresh album this I year. I wonder, imagine. That would be so cool. Maybe be number one. And Coldplay, that's pretty cool that they got on that list as well, you know, because it's like... Not really the scene, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, no. Like there's... a lot of these bands make sense. Yeah, to yeah. Me. Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance. For like, sure. You know, Arctic Monkeys. Um, yeah. What? How does? What is that band number seventeen? Oh, Paris. 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 Just on the podcast two days ago. Oh, I just very saw them nice. last. I just saw them last night. Wow, that's they're crazy. awesome. Yeah, you should check out Paris if you haven't. I will. I absolutely will. So yeah. So. And then Coldplay is still going strong. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, if you were, like, to describe what what you were getting at, like, alt-rock, alt-pop, pop-punk, stuff, like, adjacent like that. Yes, With, like, a teenage fan base. Exactly, yes. And, like, I always feel so lucky to have fans like that. that. Because those are the most passionate people about music. You know, you don't see older people, like, lining up in front of the doors at a show at like 8 a.m. to like watch us play it's all young people who are 
passionate and the music really means something. So I feel extremely lucky to have that sort of like that group of or that demographic, uh, let's say, like on our side. Yeah. Know, and showing us love and, you know, keeping it real for us. It's so true. Yeah. Like people might think it's like cooler to have like a certain like older kind of crowd who's you know the connoisseurs of your music but right yeah like there's nothing like a teenage fan like and Absolutely. also want to just say like young 20 something like sure. millennial fan base don't want yeah, to be ageist yeah. here but a young a young <laughs> a young very enthusiastic Absolutely. diverse fan base is like there's nothing like it and you know and one that you can grow with you know and one that is like accepting of like creative stuff that's why it's exciting to make new stuff because it's just like all right, guys, here you go. Like, here's my next experience. You know, here's my next art project, and they can take from it. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. Because, awesome. like, a, a few of the, it's interesting because a few of those bands on the list, like, say, Five Sauce, like, they got big and they were on a major label really early. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Like, everyone comes from different avenues. Oh, totally. But to, for you guys, yeah, it must be kind of a trip being in that kind of group with those bands because you guys came from just like the most DIY. Just, right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that people can kind of connect with that, you know, and they see like, oh, damn, there's like all these pictures of them playing in like kitchens and basements and like, you know, that's all that stuff. That was the story. That was how we did it for years and years and years and years. So to get like a little bit of respect and a little love like that is awesome. It's great. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. For us. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, something I think a lot of the fans are curious about. Is uh -huh. there going to be another edition in the Grandma series? Yes, absolutely. You know, I say yes every single time somebody <laughs> asks me that, but I do plan to make another grandma series it's just about kind of like clearing my head because it is it's it's not hard but like i have to reimagine these songs mm. and you know sometimes i listen to the songs and like i love them all in their own way but i think as like an older man now like when i wrote these songs like when i was 18 19 years old it's like the lyrics i'll probably have to change a lot of the lyrics you know because i want to keep it real and i don't it would be it would seem a little bit phony to me to like sing these old lyrics, even though I do it live, but to re record these songs, I would just want to make it I wouldn't want to let anyone down. Like I wanna I would wanna make it as creative and as fresh as I possibly could. So that's kinda like the deal with the grandma series. And it's also it was another thing like where me and Matt were like bored and we were able to like we had a month to just hang out, so we like went back and worked on these old songs with a, you know, a different group of people being involved and they just kind of became something different naturally. So, but absolutely the next one, I mean, I want to make like three more, that would be like the end goal, but that'll probably take 
40 years or something like that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, you know. Which grandma is it going to be? Uh, the next one's going to be my grandma. So okay. Anne, probably. And then, um, yes, right. So Rose was first. And then, yeah, we'll do Anne. And then, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to, yeah, just work our way down the line, you know. Yeah, there's a selection of grandmas. Right, exactly, exactly. We can... Yeah, so that's cool. We try to put, like, the songs that, like, we know, or, like, the last one, we knew that Grandma Rose liked certain old front bottom songs, so we tried to, like, specifically choose from those uh, songs to redo for her special. Yeah. <laughs> that's such an interesting concept, rewriting lyrics, because not many bands do that. I know. You know, I just had that idea just now, so I think I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And also because, like, you know, you listen to these old songs, like a song like Taking My Uzi to the Gym or something. There's, like, there's a lot of angst in there. You know, there's a lot. I was working out a lot of young tension. I, I was just in a certain place in my life, a certain experience that I'm not in that place anymore. But so now I could work out the tension that I have now you know through these so i'll sing like opera or something like that you worked in a grocery store right oh yeah for a few years i worked at a shop right okay by uh it was in um ramsey okay it was a great you know it was a job you gotta work so but i will say like everybody that i worked with showed the band a lot of love because i would always ask especially my manager i had a manager at the time that was just like Oh yeah, you could take time off for, to go on tour or something, but he'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's gotta... what's up." Exactly. Yeah. It was like it was an incredible. Like, it was awesome because I was working, so I had to do that to make money. But you know, that's a hard thing to work and go to school and have an internship and do all this other stuff. So to have somebody like on your side like that, you know, I had to convince him. You know, and I, Playing I think the demo. Uh, you know what it was? I think it was like he. Um, he was like, you know, bring in, I want to hear a CD. Maybe oh, all right. He's like, I want to hear something. He's like, let me hear something. Like, let me hear something. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. You know, he's like, come on. I know you're playing these shows. Let's hear, let's hear some music. So, uh, you know, it came, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on a little weekend tour. He's like, well, you can't have off. I was like, come on, man. He's like, you bring me a CD. I'll give you off for the weekend. I was like, all right. So I gave him a CD. And like, really the next day, he just showed me so much love, you know, to mm -hmm. the point where, like, we played his daughter's birthday party. Like, the Front Bottoms played uh, his daughter's birthday party. Because it was, like, that was the type of band we were, you know. And, like, he helped me out with giving us some time off. And he just, you know, even, like, uh, I think probably like six months ago, I sent him a bunch of, like, Front Bottoms shirts for all his kids and stuff, so... It's like little people like that. Yeah, you know, what's you his got, name? His Shout name is out. Rob. Yeah, Rob. He uh, he was the manager of, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Well, it doesn't matter. They, the manager at uh, the Shoprite and Ramsey. He took care of us, and yeah, his whole family is you know became friends and very nice. And I, it's crazy to he's think he's another one of those people. That's absolutely yeah. right. You know, that's absolutely right. It's just like. You know, people want to help, and they want you know if you have an idea or you have an artistic vision or whatever it is that they want to be involved and that's something that i've learned and it's really really worked to our advantage so much so that i would say that that's kind of like our identity at this point it's just like the other people involved is what makes the front bottoms the front bottoms it's cool
we mentioned the sound guy of the first show, right. Mark Jaworski, mm-hmm. Supermarket. Is there anyone else we, we should <laughs> shout out along the way? Um, let's see. Yeah, Pivotal players. Uh, there was Matt Ming, who we, me and Matt lived with uh, shortly after I moved out of my parents' house. Me and Matt lived with this guy who had designed a T-shirt for us, the very first Front Bottoms T-shirt. It just it was a white shirt that said the Front Bottoms. Um, and so he designed the T-shirt, and he was like, you know, I got this big house. I just got divorced from my wife. Like, if you guys want to live here, that's cool. So we went and lived there for like six months, you know. Um, then another buddy, James, who we uh, met at a show, I think, through his girlfriend. We ended up living with him for like a year and a half because he was good people and took care of us, let us jam in his basement. We made a couple music videos. The flashlight music video was made in his garage. Uh, there's a lot of people that I went to college with um, that like were great. There was a guy, Brian. He took some press photos for us. So it was uh Two guys who made the the swimming pool video, uh, Dan and Steve. Uh, they made actually a few videos for us, which is awesome. But um, let me think, who else? You know, our parents have been very supportive. There's people who have been in the band in the past. Matt's brother was in the band for a while. Then there was Drew. Then there was Kieran. You know, so it's a revolving sort of growing, living uh, thing. So it's awesome to be a part of. We're in the liner notes right now. We're deep in the thank yous. Yes, everybody. right. <laughs> oh, God, who did I forget? <laughs> There's a few people. Let me think. Um, let me think, let me think, let me think. There's a, oh, like, you know, our buddy uh, Dancing Tony. He was a friend we made in Jersey City. He was just a good guy, and we would always party with him, and we got a real kick out of him. He always took real good care of us. He ended up being in the, uh, the Help music video from the last album. He's the guy. He's the star of that video. Um, and he's, you know, there's just... He was our caterer for a real long time. Not officially, but he would always show up early with a bunch of food and get into the venue and, you know, have it all set up nice for us. And, you know, so just about, you know, keeping the good people around, really, and keeping the energy positive. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yo, that's about everything I have at my end. Is there anything else you want to touch on, shout out with the album, anything? Nah, not really. I mean, we got the new album, Going Gray, coming out Friday. Going to release another sweet music video on Friday for Peace right. Sign. It's the song oh, nice, we heard nice. earlier. Um, and uh, trying to think. Yeah, no, you know, it's just going to hit hit the road after that. So we'll be going around the country and then going back to the UK and Europe and february and just staying busy so thanks for having us I'm glad totally it yeah thanks out. so much for coming by this is fun yes absolutely and i can't believe that mark jaworski connection that's yeah seriously we, pr- we probably have a couple others it's like i would imagine so yeah imagine from, so. what were some other venues did you ever go to like bloomfield avenue cafe yes. or hamilton street cafe yeah 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 bloomfield uh yeah montclair was that yeah, Bloomfield Ave was in Montclair, and okay. Boundbrook was uh, Hamilton Street. Then there's the Meat Locker in Montclair, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, Mexicali Blues. Okay, I, don't I, I think I don't they changed the name recently. I think that's in, like, Teaneck, actually. Okay. Kind of weird, but uh, that was another one. Uh, like, a little bigger, there was School of Rock. Was oh, yeah. North. Yeah, yeah, in Hackensack. Yeah. Right? Yeah, School of Rock. We played there a bunch of times, mm-hmm. but that shut down, I think. Now. Yeah, that was, I remember, like... 2007, 2008, okay. going to stuff there. Yes, right, exactly. They would do like those pop punk shows with like six fans on the yeah. uh, on the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, School of Rock. That's right. Yeah. So there were some spots around to play. We started doing like the uh, the Court Tavern, like things in uh, New Brunswick, like by Rutgers, mm-hmm. and then we started to realize like 
oh, we could play basements, you know, and people don't have to pay to get in. So then that became what we did, you know. Yeah, the New Brunswick lore. Right, exactly. It was quite a lore. And you got Starland coming up. And we got Starland coming up. Yes, exactly. So that's awesome. Oh, another, okay, so another shout-out, Joe. Uh, this guy, Joe Schott. Um, he, that's not how you say his last name, I don't think, but that's, that's how I say it. Uh, he messaged us on MySpace. Okay, so this, is, this must have been like nine years ago. and was like, I go to school at Rutgers. Um, I live in Jackson. Do you want to come play my dorm room? So we went and played his dorm room literally to him and his roommate. So it was a little bit weird, but we were like, this is awesome. Somebody wants us to come and play their dorm room. He directed the music video for a song uh, called, I think it ended up being Everyone But You on the new album. Mm -hmm. So this is like two weeks ago. And we would go and play his house, his backyard. He had a pig, a pet pig that they'd have to put inside. Oh, that's so be too rad. loud. Yeah. It was, Did he uh, put on like a little leash? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember a leash, but I remember being like, "You have a pig back here." Um, but like, that's another person like messaged us on Facebook nine years ago, made a music video for us. Now that we're signed to this major label, two weeks ago. So, and we've been in contact. You know, he's like a good person. He's great at making art you know and he's uh he did a lot of t-shirt designs for us he was going to try to be our tour manager for a little while but it didn't it just eventually didn't really work out but you know that's another example of a good guy who's been with us for a long time <clears throat> another guy jordan from philadelphia who we met through like his girlfriend um he's been like a road dog for us he mm -hmm. he was the couch man <clears throat> he would come and sit on the couch and uh he actually, we have a song called Wolfman that's named after him. So it's just like, it's all, you know, it's all connected. You get the inspiration from people around you. I've been saying this thing, you are who you hang out with. Totally. That's what I've realized as I've gotten older. That's what it comes down to. Like, you are who you hang out with. That's it. That's how it goes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Words of advice to, to leave on. You know? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, thanks so much. We didn't have any time for all the people who suck, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a long list. <laughs> yeah. So come on, take a dip. Cause my pool Yeah, that is it. That's the episode. My chat with Brian from Front Bottoms. Thank you so much for listening. However, this is reaching your ears, this podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And yeah, I'll be seeing Front Bottoms on tour coming up. They're touring through North America to close out the year. And I'm sure you'll be seeing plenty of them live in the months even after that with a new album out. If you're seeing Front Bottoms soon in New York or New Jersey, maybe I'll see you there. Uh, anyways, uh, to keep up with the show, keep up with what I'm into, follow me on Twitter at cpain on a plane is the twitter handle or you can search for my name c-h-r-i-s-p-a-y-n-e i'm probably the first name that comes up there so uh, i'm always just riffing on what's going on with the show dropping little hints things i'm just writing for billboard things going on in my life and aside from twitter you can subscribe to the show get it automatically every week search for hashtag alternative facts all one word in iTunes or in the podcast app on your phone, get it automatically every week on your phone without having to search for it. And uh, if you're kind enough and you have feedback for us, things you want to say, star rating super helpful, and just write in some feedback. I, I read all of it. I look in after every episode to see what's up. 
feedback about what you liked, what you didn't like, what you maybe want to hear more from, artists you'd like to see discussed or interviewed on the show. All that helps so much. And, uh, yeah, until next week, we'll be back next Thursday with a new episode. Until then, uh, have a good one, guys. Peace out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.